This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome, friends, to this week's Freedom Fighter Podcast. I'm Derek Moyer. And this week we continue to talk about using our authority in Christ. Uh, this week I've got Rachel Gale testifying of her journey uh, and learning how to use and exercise her authority. And then myself, Vince Gatlin and Jeannie Jones uh, offer a wee bit more discussion about that and how it's played out. So be blessed guys, uh, as I just open up in prayer here, just praying for light, I just pray for wisdom the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you for each listener that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that they would know and understand the depth of the rights that have been given in Christ the authority the inheritance that we've been given to to exercise authority exercise rule and leadership and um, and uh, authority over our lives Oh God, so that we can rule and reign in life. So I pray that for each person. I pray that today, God, is that, as we speak about the quote from Martin Luther King, who said, freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. So I just pray for each person that are listening. I pray that they get that faith rises in their hearts, that they start to demand what you have, what you have bought and paid for their lives. Oh God, so I just pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Enjoy, guys. For so long, you know, in my life that, you know, I, I knew about it and read about it in the Word and people spoke about it and I heard others um, at different times speaking it over people, but I didn't use it myself, really. I kind of felt I, I wanted to, but I kind of didn't know how to. And I would try and say these prayers and say, you know, please this and asking and sometimes even pleading for what really was my right as a child of God. I wasn't really able to accept that it was mine and I just had to speak it out. I felt it was others, but not mine. And that everything had been done anyway, all those years ago. But that it was my responsibility to come boldly and take that authority that had been given as a child of God. Blood-born, spirit-filled. And to be able to do it just really... In, by that simple, as it says, come like a child, that childlike faith. I think in some ways that part I was missing because the simplicity of it, I was complicating it. And I think we can so easy do that. And, you know, when I started to realise who I was, a daughter of the king, a daughter had with his DNA... And realising that I could come with that childlike faith. And that it was so simple. And that all I had to do was believe and receive. 
free gifts that had been given. And that was hard. That was really difficult. And to step out in faith and use what, you know, God had really given me. You know, to know that you've already got it. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, can be really hard to grasp. Uh, And I found that really hard to, to grasp and to be able to use it. Um, and that it was my birthright. It's our birthright. And that we can stand on it and speak it out, believe it, and that's it. You said it, and we believe it. And it seems so simple, but it seems to took me ages to get that. And I used to practice it. And I could never seem to kind of feel like I got it out right, you know. It was too long-winded. It was, you know, it was that please and too much of that going on. Um, And so it took me quite some time from all this pleading and asking and please could you heal me or please could you help this or please would you sort out that or... um, and it just one day, it was really like, this, is, this isn't this it. <laughs> I really not got this right. And I realised I had to quit asking, begging, pleading, and realise, come to the realisation that it was my right. And proclaim it and demonstrate it, really. Because the two, I felt, you know, go hand in hand. And I believe that that's so many of the body of Christ and of us are like beggars, we are begging and pleading and spending so much time, you know, maybe in that secret place or in that pleading for it and a lot of time praying over nights and days. Um, and it's, it's so simple because that's not really what happened in the Bible. And through really reading and studying the word more, realized that that wasn't the approach that people in the Bible took. They believed that God had given them authority and they went out and brought revival. They commanded revival and released revival by seeing miracles happen. And that's what I believed that I had to start to do. But I really needed to, to get into my word. For me, it was getting into the word. You know, um, I'd read about it and I'd read books on it, authority and taking authority, but I really felt, you know, I wanted to get back to the place as Jesus had given that authority to his disciples and to see exactly what they did and how they they spoke things out. So that's what I began doing. And um, I started to actually... Um, that. You know, um, speaking to problems, you know, I was talking too much about the problem. We can, I think we can talk so much about the problem to God or about the mountain. I started to realise to speak to the mountain about my amazing God. And it started to help to change things. 
talking and thinking more about things of God um, rather than, you know, how, uh, how the problem was affecting my life or others in my life or whoever I was praying for. You know, I could find that I'd been spending maybe 20 minutes or half an hour talking about the problem and five minutes praying about, you know, for God to do whatever. Instead of turning that right around, I was talking too much about it. And I put to myself, how much time do I spend thinking about the mountain? How much time do I spend thinking of and worshipping God? And that was, a big, that was a really big one for me to really see that because it changes everything, what we're, what we want to, what, what we're thinking about. Because the time that we spend thinking about something, that will be the thing that becomes the focus. And I put down, you know, I wrote down about time in God's present, precious word, how much time, percentage I actually put, how much time daily was I spending in his word? Or how much time was I thinking about a problem? Because the more I spent in his word, the more I began to believe his word and was able to then take authority. Because by hearing and by speaking and by reading, you know, things started to change, really started to change for me. And I was able to stand back and think it's through and wait and see different ways to to actually work with whatever it was. For example, you know, if it was um, maybe um, an illness or something, to actually rather than talking about it, realising you can be talking about this, you know, I had a pain in my knee and how painful that is, you know, I started to say, no, I'm not spending time talking about that. What does God's word say? It says, take authority over it. Command it to leave in his name because he has given us all authority. He lives in me. I was talking as if I was an orphan in a way. But, you know, as a child of God and that he lives in me, it's already done. I just need to speak it out. And speak out in his authority that he's given me, in his name, and command it to go. But I don't think it was a part of me that, you know, there was disbelief. There was disbelief that it would happen. So just keep, kept practicing. And um, different situations um, cropped up. In family, I had to come up. I had a situation that um, with one of my grandchildren. Um, my granddaughter is very spiritual, really, and she sees in the spirit right from a little girl she has, and uh, different things were happening within what she was seeing. Um, and I knew that I knew that I had to command things to go, take authority, and command it to leave. Oh, and, I, and it took me ages to prepare myself for all this, which it shouldn't have done, but I, was, I took a long time preparing what I was going to, how I was going to do it when I got there and everything else. But I, I, I really stepped out 
in boldness and faith and commanded, took all authority and commanded in Jesus' name to leave. It was very simple and I was expecting it to be much more and it well, and that was it. <laughs> and I said, I'm doing what you said. This is your word says. I believe it and it has to be the case. And it was. So that encouraged me a lot. But it still wasn't easy <laughs> every time, you know, because the enemy would, you know, play tricks with my mind and say, you know, you can't do that or it won't work. You think you can take authority. That's a load of rubbish. But I had to had to speak really strongly into that and say, no way. Um, and, and as we've been learning about, you know, how who we are in Christ. We're daughters and sons of the most high king of kings. We are his children. Precious in his sight, blood bought. And, you know, to really, really start to believe that. We read it, but believing it. For me. And continuing doing that. You know, continuing it. Daily. So, I mean, that was quite a big thing, but it's easier when it's bigger things, I think, sometimes. When something that I knew that I knew that had to be done. But for smaller things, you know, the simple things in our families, with our children, our marriages, with whatever the situation, our finances, any situation. I believe it's important to to do it as quickly as we can immediately. Just to, you know, I'm not accepting that. It doesn't belong to me. The thoughts thoughts come in, you know, and I, I command them to leave in the name of Jesus. I take authority and I say, Nope, you're not staying here. You have to leave. Because you know, the enemy wants these thoughts to stay. And then they fester and then they turn into something else that was maybe very small initially. A molehill turns into a mountain. And it's much harder then to deal with that. So for me, you know, um, I believe for us all, for, 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 you know, to speak to those small um, issues and to teach our children to do that. My daughter's teaching hers. And um, I'm pleased to see that because I've been able to share quite a lot with her. But she's teaching, she's taught Amy now how to do, do deal with this. And she can do does a lot of this herself now. She's able to, to command things, to thoughts to go. Takes authority. So I think the sooner we start doing it, I'd have loved to have been able to, to do this <laughs> many years back, you know, to know that this is possible and this is our right, our blood-born right to do, have this and to do this. Uh, you know, 
it's it's wonderful to be able to realize that come to that realization but if we can pass that on to the next generation but in order for it to pass on we need to practice it and we need to they need to be able to see us doing it so that it becomes a natural way of being and living not something that seems very strange or odd or weird it's just normal but it's not you know something really like people see it and think oh that's very odd i don't it doesn't have to be like that it's nothing you know where people see things and see how strange everything seems to be when commanding things and taking authority it's just simple um so i think that's for me the it's the simplicity of it all and and learning that and knowing this it 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 gives you um a peace of mind a peace of mind really that it's it, it's knowing that we know who we are and you know that doesn't always happen overnight but if we practice it and i'm just practicing every practicing every day anyway i keep doing it but um you know, people can be Christians for years, I believe, and, and not use this authority and wonder why, you know, they're really not coming into the fullness of freedom and uh, and the life that really God has for them because they're not taking authority, using the authority that they've been given. You know, it's our right and we should be using it. And I really believe that God spoke to me and said that, you know, do you believe me? If you believe my word, my word is truth, then really, if you're not doing this, you're not believing me because my word tells you to do it very clearly. And that really, really spoke to me because either we do believe him, his word, or we don't. And he tells us to do it. And he sent his disciples out, didn't he, to um, do to do that, <laughs> and they did it. But are we doing it? Are we doing it? Because I know I haven't been in the past at times. So I just would like to encourage everyone that. This part of the course has been so beneficial again to me, even though, you know, I've done it before and I feel that, you know, now I have really kind of taken authority with most areas of my life. Um, you know, I, I just want to say, feel free to encourage you to speak to each other, to share with each other or any areas of it that you've struggled with or areas that you've found, you've taken authority and, and found that quite success so that we can each help each other in this area. I think that's where I'm at at the moment. No, that's it. So I'd just like to thank you, Father, for mm -hmm. leading us and taking us through and taking, we're able to take a stand and use your authority and command things to come to pass. But it is up to us to believe, take authority, 
release that power and command these things to happen. And of course, you know, it has to be in alignment with your word. We can't just command and demand and take authority and, and, and ask for what we want or want things to come to pass. It has to be in alignment with your word. So we have to be following your will mm-hmm. for this to be activated. Mm-hmm. But we just thank you, Father, in Jesus' wonderful holy name. Amen. Amen, Amen Rachel. Yep. Can I just add something there? Just so good. Mm-hmm. You can add what you want. So good. Uh, we mentioned at the in the weekend about the quote from Martin Luther King, who said, "Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor; it must be demanded for by the oppressed." Definitely. And the context is Martin Luther King and the Black Civil Rights Movement that arose in the sixties were standing on their right to freedom. The right was formed from the Emancipation Proclamation in 1864 when Abraham Lincoln declared by law that all black slaves in America are free. It's now it's now a crime that you are in slavery. It's abolished. But a hundred years later, they were they were no longer you know because they weren't experiencing the freedom. You know, obviously it's still going on today, but but they were demanding their rights to be free. That's what he was saying. Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded for. We've got to insist upon this and demand it. It's, it's, it's our due. It's considered our one's due. And as you're speaking there, Rachel, that's coming up to me that, um, you know, it says in John 16, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. And the, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The Greek word for ask here is demand. There's a there's a there's this sense of demanding your rights when you know that you know that you know, like the blacks, uh, who were demanding their freedom, because it was it was uh, it was signed in government law in eighteen sixty four that they were to be free, so they were operating out of what they knew was 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 right their right, so I I believe that what you're saying there is so important for. You know, as, as we're learning what God says, have we got a right to be free? Have we got a right to peace of mind? Have we got a right to live with God's help and God's guidance and God's, uh, you know, no hindered and hampered through life with all these things that, that keep stealing and killing and destroying? You know, when we're exercising our authority over these things and, you know, demanding what's been stolen has been given back to us, and demanding our rights and privileges, the inheritance of God, perfect freedom. You know, being able to use what God has given us, the abundant life that Jesus has provided for us. I mean, we can ask anything in his name, but it has to be in line with his word. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's it. Yeah. We know your rights. I heard a quote. Yeah. I heard a quote years ago for F. F. Bosworth. He says, "Faith begins where the will of God is known." So you can't believe for something that you don't know is God's will for your life. When you know it's God's will that, as Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It's done. 
Your redemption has been bought and paid for. You don't need to carry the weight of your sins any longer. You don't have to remain a a subject uh, to fear. Subject to fear of death the rest of your life. You know, Jesus has has finished his work, has has, uh, stripped evil of all its power. We can live in the victory that that, uh, that Jesus made, you know, uh, paved the way for us to live in. so when you know these things, that's as you've mentioned in there, the outworking of that is then how how we start to realise in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Vince, yes, I kind of refer back to something that came up on Sunday, and I think basically you can divide the church into two sections in this whole issue, and that is uh, uh, people that are, have never been taught anything about this, so therefore they don't know. Or others that know about it, you know, the way that you were talking there, Rachel, you knew about it, but there was something, there was something there that prevented you from moving in it. And I think that's where most Christians are. Mm. They, 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 they accept, and I'm saying when, when I say they, I say we, mm. we, we accept uh, that we have authority in Christ, but there's a resistance to move in it, yeah. And uh, and 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 that 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 is a great shame because you know very much of what we put up with in life and have to suffer in life, and we, you know uh, it's a shame that we don't know we have authority to come against those things. Mm. And therefore, we don't need to live with them. Uh, you know when when the upset comes. You know the kind of examples you've talked about everyday things that happen in families that we can that we can stand with security and we can stand with confidence and uh, and we can come against those things and make them bring them into line mm-hmm. and with the bigger issues of life you know when, when we're faced with the, the the big things of life the tragedies of life that we of our peace and our joy during those times that we can still have it mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're, we're still going through it <clears throat> but we have such a sense of joy in our, in our own, and peace in our own heart that Jesus only can give us. So, so you know, that is part and parcel of using our authority, mm. is not being robbed of the things that are rightfully ours. Yeah, mm. and, and another thing for me comes to mind that's light I've had for years. I remember hearing Andrew Womack, he'd done a teaching on, you've already got it, so quit trying to get it. Yeah. And he was talking for other people who've written about the subject, but they're basically saying, uh, you know, a beggar supplicates and begs, but a son mm-hmm. or a daughter appropriates. Mm-hmm. They appropriate, they claim as their own what has already been provided. They know it's as of a right. This is I'm entitled to this. This is my inheritance. They claim that. But he was saying yeah. people keep trying to get what they've already got. You know, what already Jesus has paid for, we just, we, by faith we need to appropriate. Yes. Uh, you know, imagine, he says, look, when I see my children sitting before my house, supplicating, begging and waiting, I'll leave them there until they realise how foolish such action is. When all they have to do, to do sorry, is to walk into their home and take, you know, to realise the attitude that this is my inheritance. I have to walk in and, and, and appropriate this. I have to walk in and no, but lie at the sidelines begging, pleading and begging. 
waiting. You're saying this is this is my right. Faith begins where the will of God is known. I know that this is what you provide for me. So I'm demanding this. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And it's the violent who take it and demand it by force. You know? And that's part of this authority of giving orders, exerting control and enforcing obedience over the enemy who's stealing, killing and destroying in our lives. Yeah. Yep. You know, see if you just bring this down into a family situation. You know, I don't expect my children to come into my home or my grandchildren to come into my home and ask me if it's okay for a drink of water or to go to the fridge. To, they, might, they might be gracious, you know, they might be gracious and wouldn't be mannerable, say, Papa, is it okay? You know, but they know the answer is yes before they ask the question. So, you know, it's the same for us. We, you know, we can go with, with real confidence in this. And, and, and it's something I know that we're learning. It's something we need to grow in. Uh, but the reality is, that's the relationship that God wants to have with us. That Jesus died for, you know, for our sins, yeah. But he also gave his, his authority so that we wouldn't be... It would be us that would be doing the trampling and no us that would getting trampled on. When you were speaking there, Derek, the key word I felt you said was faith. Without faith, I mean, God had so much faith in us, we should have the same for him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And believing. Aye. That having that faith gives you the belief. You, gives you the confidence. Aye. But you, you see, Janie, that see when you, if you ponder the debt for this, faith begins where the will of God is known. So, you shall know the truth, the truth will make you free. If I don't know the truth, I will not get that freedom. Because I'll not believe that freedom is, a, is my inheritance. Yep. So, mm -hmm. when I don't, faith begins, as Rachel's saying how right it is, uh, if I don't know what God says, what his promises are to me for this situation I'm in, I'm not going to exercise any authority. I'm just going to say, uh, you know, if it be thy will... You know, and, and then anything can just happen. But this this is this is contrary to that. The testimony of that lassie, the, you know, this week's key. She's saying she was in fear, tormenting. She was worrying every time he ran or climbed or laughed too hard. You know, and did he want him to have to fight for something that was God-given? His breath and his body, his air and his lungs. And then what her, uh, you know, the process was that the Holy Spirit said to her, look... I'm telling you, you, I've given you responsibility for the care of your son and, uh, you know, for his safety and well-being. And that means you need to learn to exercise your authority in my name when the need arises. I will do it with you, but I will only do it for you. You know, and th this is what this is about, isn't it? It's about recognising, you know, when we need to, t to have exercise faith. And that, that, uh, that faith that's, that's that... The, the king of heaven suffers violence and it's a violent, it's a violent, aggressive faith that's saying no more. This is God's will and I command this to be, to, to be done in my life. I appropriate it.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.